Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit ChantelRayWay.com slash podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching, and Inner Circle Facebook group. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we may mention. Search Chantel Ray Way on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to ChantelRayWay.com slash coaching. As always, enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode, and I'm so excited we have Dr. Jay Davidson, who is a two-time international best-selling author. He's the host of Detox, uh, Lyme and Health podcast, and we're so excited to have you on the show. You, I know you talk about things like autoimmune issues, chronic illness, all the things we love to talk about. Um, so tell me, how did you get involved in this? Well, it's great being here on your podcast, Chantel. Um, I got into this world, um, well, I mean, going back, I had a knee injury and that took me out of the sports world and put me into the health world. But fast forward, what put me from the um, structural correction chiropractic, high volume type office to more of the functional medicine, getting to the root causes and figuring out, you know, what are the source sources of health issues was my wife. Um, so a little over six years ago, my wife was pregnant with our daughter she started having issues in her third trimester, heart palpitations. She was diagnosed with autoimmune thyroid or Hashimoto's. She had nodules on her thyroid. And it was just a tough kind of last trimester, some, you know, a decent amount of symptoms. And then the birthing process was pretty traumatic, 25 hours, natural labor, um, kind of a big baby. I was 33 hours natural labor. <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, we, we just have one child. But uh, when my wife had our daughter, I was like, oh, that's a whole new respect for all the mamas out there. So like whatever you need, honey, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I listened to your talk on the Candida Summit and I know that you felt like fasting played a big part in Heather's healing and her inflammation right off the bat. Can you just explain a little bit of how this all works together? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, fast forward in the story a little bit. She gave birth to my daughter. Two months in was kind of rock bottom where she be she stopped producing milk. So she stopped breastfeeding. As soon as she did that, my daughter became happy uh, and less fussy. Uh, all the stress hormones were passing right into her. And then my wife just couldn't recover. Um, and she became allergic and reactive to everything. So basically what happened is it forced her into fasting. And we didn't really quite, you know, fully grasp it. But of course, the path was to figure out fasting this way. So she uh, was basically down to just drinking water and traditional bone broth. Uh, for about 17 days. Anything else she'd put in her mouth, like her throat would swell up, she'd start reacting. And so she was just water and bone broth. And um, she dropped her baby weight really quick, which is, you know, not recommended, but um, you know, <laughs> she, she had it as, as fuel. And that just really put us into this whole um, looking at 
fasting as a tool for health. And I know there's practitioners where that's, you know, all they specialize in. I, I love it as a tool. Uh, is it right for everybody? You know, that's where it, it might get a little dicey, especially in the female gender. There's some research, you know, showing that, uh, you know, intermittent fasting might not be the best for the female gender, but I really feel like it comes down to, you know, each individual. So there's so many people like your wife and like me who've been discouraged because they, you know, go to different doctors. No one can tell them what's wrong and what they can do to fix it. What, what do you say to those people? You just haven't, there's two reasons if you're struggling with your health and you're not where you want to be. Number one is you most likely are missing a source or sources to your health issues. And then the second one is if you have identified what are all the correct sources, the order has probably been incorrect on how you've implemented it. It really comes down to two basic things. And, and could you grasp a little bit farther and say, well, it's also depends on your protocol and it also depends on the tools that you utilize within not only the order, but also identifying the sources and how do you remove them? Yeah, but it really comes down to you're, you're missing a piece of the puzzle or you're putting the pieces together in the wrong order. And the order is so, so important and makes a world of a difference for regaining health. So tell us about microbe formulas. How did you develop this and who do you recommend this program to? Yeah, so uh, microbe formulas I co-founded uh, with my partner, Dr. Todd Watts, probably one of the smartest guys and most humble, big-hearted guys on the planet. Um, it was funny. I was speaking at a seminar <clears throat> and up on stage this is a few years ago, and this guy at the end of my talks like starts asking me questions. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out, is this guy a jerk or is he really smart and just wants to know? And it happened to be Dr. Todd Watts. And after, after the talk, we started talking. And I realized, oh, no, this guy's just got a really big heart. He just wants to know and learn. And he's really deep in the pathways and super smart. And so we became friends. He started showing me pictures of stuff people were getting out of him. I'm like, what, what is that stuff? It looked like, you know, just these crazy parasite and stringy things and all kinds of stuff. And so I'm like, I want to try that. You know, I'm very inquisitive and, and I want to ch check it out. And he gave me this thing called Mimosa Pudica seed. And it came in the, like this pharmaceutical looking bottle. I'm like, I called him like, is this normal? He's like, yeah, we, it's a, it's a supplement, but we have it hand encapsulated at a compound pharmacist. Uh, but it is a, it is a supplement. I'm like, okay. So I started taking it and 17 days in, I'm the day before my stomach's rolling. I feel like I've got, you know, loose stools, diarrhea. I'm like, oh, I just feel queasy. The next day I go to wipe. I'm like, that didn't feel right. I look down and there's these two long strings hanging from me into the toilet. They're roundworms. And I'm like, Heather, to my wife, I'm like, get over here. We happen to be in the hotel room. And my daughter comes running over. She was three years old at the time. She's like, dad, why do you have string hanging from your butt? I'm like, Heather, get over here. And I take some toilet paper. I grab onto them. I slowly pull them out. They were dead. Uh, and, and as I'm doing that, my mind's racing. I'm like, wait a minute. If I, a relatively healthy guy, have these critters coming out of me, who else does? And went across the board with all my clients in the Lyme disease world. That's, that's the, the world I live in. And I'm like, you have to call up Dr. Todd Watt's office. You got to get on this stuff. You know? And it was by far one of the biggest transformations I've seen from a protocol standpoint. And so our friendship just grew over time. And there was actually a point in time so a little long story, but I feel like it's relevant. Chantel is I'd actually tried to talk Todd out. I'm like, Todd, I don't, I don't think you want a supplement company. There's too much regulations, too much of a pain. Luckily he didn't listen to me. He kept moving forward. And then my brother-in-law, he's like, why don't you partner with Todd and really put together, you know, some parasite cleansing tools and some better stuff out on the market. And uh, we looked at each other. 
And we're like, that's a good idea. We should. And, and from there, we basically partnered and, and started uh, Microbe Formulas. And it's kind of, um, you know, just progressing since. So it's, it's funny how what I wasn't wanting or planning on has... has uh, well, that is so funny because we, we just got a question in and, and my assistant and I were looking... And let me, and, and she had said, she had said, Hey, I'm one of the things was the questions was, how do I know if I have parasites? And she said, I went and I looked up, like if she hit Google and she had sent in pictures and she says like, you know, I pulled up these parasite pictures and you can see, like, like you said, like it literally looks like worms, you know, coming out of the stool. And she said, what if I, you know, start taking a parasite cleanse for a day or two, but I like look at my stool and I don't see these parasites in my, in my stool, does that mean I don't have parasites? So, you know, we didn't have it on your questions for this day, but we, I just had seen that come in. So how would you respond to that question? Yeah. So Dr. Todd Watts, his, his funny test, but I really believe it's true is, you know, you want to know if you have parasites, take two fingers, find your pulse. Okay. And if, and if you can feel a pulse, that's positive for parasites. <laughs> if you can't feel a pulse, then you want to recheck because oh. you want to make sure you have a pulse, right? So it's, it's sarcastic, but however. <laughs> oh my gosh, here I'm like sitting here doing it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yet true because the stool testing that's out there is just it's kind of crummy. I mean, there's GI map from diagnostic solutions, which is probably one of the better alternatives. There's para wellness research, which Dr. Rafael D'Angelo, he looks at stool and urine. He finds parasites in 90% of the samples that are sent in. Now, just because he can't wow. find that they're not there, right? So if 90% of the samples are sent in, he can find parasites and all the rest of the labs are like, oh, negative, negative, negative. It's like, you know, something's not right. And here's the deal, Chantel, is only 30% of the parasites are actually visible by the naked eye. So even if you don't see something coming out, highly recommend to continue. Um, now, it can sound a little gross, but typically it's the big worms that come out first, and then it starts getting a smaller microscopic and the ones you really can't see. That's why I'm, I'm a big fan of when you think you're done, go at least another month. Persistent, consistent, the time you think you're done, just go a little bit longer because they'll come in waves. You'll go a few weeks where you know, you're feeling fine, you're not seeing anything, your stools are fine, then all of a sudden, boom, your body will purge a bunch or dump a bunch and you're like, thank goodness I'm still on it. Awesome. And so you're, I'm, on, I'm looking at your website right now. I'm on drjdavidson.com and we'll put all this in the show notes, everyone. But so, and I know you said your partner, Todd Watts, had you guys both helped create this amazing cleanse. I'm looking on your site right now. I don't see it. So is it on, can you buy it directly from your site? Uh, so yeah, the drjdavidson.com. If you scroll down, um, mm -hmm. you'll see there's like a, there's a microbe formula, you know, shop now that that'll redirect you. But microbe okay. formulas uh, is microbeformulas.com. So I'd recommend, you know, check that out. Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay. I just didn't go yep. scroll down and up. So you go, you go to microbe formulas and then you hit shop now. I mean, listen, you know what I'd like to do if we can? I'd like to give away one bottle if you're willing. Um, we'll put up a Facebook post, Dr. J, and if they share the post, we can give away a bottle um, sure. to a lucky. Yeah, to a lucky. Let's do that one. Okay, that's the mimosa. Say it again, mimosa. 
Pudica. So, yeah, yeah. When ta- when Doctor Watts was showing me pictures, and I'm like, "What is it?" He's like, "Mimosa pudica seed." It took me at least a couple of days to wrap my head around that. So, uh, mm-hmm. mimosa, which I've been told it's like champagne and and wine, or mm-hmm. no, champagne and orange juice. It's like a drink. And then if you put pudica as a second word, and then mm-hmm. specifically you're looking for so that's an that's an herb or a plant. And then you don't want the whole plant. You don't want the bark. You want the seed. The seed's the fat soluble part that seems to get um, a lot of stuff out and very healthy for the digestive tract. So mimosa pudica seed. Awesome. That's funny that you say that. I know we just had a big uh, running race this weekend and um, I was walking and all my friends were sitting there. They decided not to walk. They were all drinking mimosas. I like come back. There's literally like... 20 champagne glasses. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here walking and you guys are drinking all these mimosas. But um, anyway, yeah, so. It's completely different. Than that, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it's good, a good way to remember it. It's a good way to remember yeah. it. So that would be great. Okay. So um, now when you suggest, because I'm, I'm looking on here and it says that there's a something called lymphatic detox, then there's the mimosa pudica, and then there's an internal mover. Would you suggest somebody take all three? Would you say someone should should do one of them? What's your suggestion? So great question. So when you go to microbeformulas.com, you'll see the top left corner, I believe it says protocol guide. Uh, I'd recommend everybody to check that out. That's something that Dr. Todd Watts and I spent, I mean, just countless hours and days really mapping out and, and putting together for for the masses to understand how to get, get themselves well. So the key with any protocol uh, is to support drainage first. Drainage is the normal pathways that move things out of the body. So the colon, making sure you're pooping, and you wanna go at least once a day, but when you're parasite cleansing, when you're detoxifying, when you're killing other pathogens off, I always like to push to that two to three bowel, move, bowel movements a day. Yeah. Um, but not to the point where you're like watery, you know, diarrhea, right. but you, you want to make sure you're moving that pathway out. So, so my mom, let's, let's stay on that for just a second because okay. my mom, you know, she's going to probably kill me for saying this, but my mom says she's a, she's like in perfect weight, perfect health. She's just drop dead gorgeous. Um, but one of the things that she says is her key to success is she's like, I have three perfect bowel movements every day. She's like, I poop three times a day. It's like, you know, it's not too soft, not too hard. It's like the perfect bowel movements. And she's like, that's the key to great health. Um, so, and, and for me personally, I feel like, you know, when I'm pooping like that, I'm just like, Woo-hoo! you know, I can like kind of move mountains. So... Um, do you, you know, you, do you kind of feel that same way? Like, you know, two to three times a day, that should really be everyone's goal there. Yes. Yep. Yep. And that's what the intestinal mover is for that we have. It's really to stimulate peristalsis, uh, and actually activate the nervous system. So it's not an irritant where it will, um, you know, irritate the gut and make you have a bowel movement uh, a little lot different than like the Mago 7 and things like that. So um, when you're looking at the drainage, it's really a funnel. So at the very base of the funnel is the most narrow part. So anything above a funnel, right? Like it's got to get through that narrow part. The, the bottom is the colon. So everything has to clear out of the colon. That's why it's really important to have bowel movements. The next phase up on the funnel is the liver, bile duct, and kidneys. 
then the next phase up from that is the lymphatic system. And then the next phase up is the brain draining into the lymph or what we like to call the glymphatic system. So if somebody's having headaches, migraines, um, they just can't process, you know, they're just like their head is foggy. I can't think clearly or people are asking like, Hey, would you, would you say, you know, like things aren't yeah. clicking immediately. We want to jump and say, okay, let's drain the brain. Let's clear the fluids and toxins out. However, in order for the brain to drain, the lymphatic system has to be moving. In order for the lymph to be moving, the liver, bile duct, and kidneys have to be moving. In order for those to be moving, the colon has to be moving. So when you're looking at drainage, it's really the funnel. The base is the most important and everything stacks up. So supporting intestines with the intestinal mover, the kidney liver detox, and the lymphatic detox pretty much covers that whole funnel, which is why we've um, created the products and kind of created it in the way to minimize symptoms. So you could do a parasite cleanse and you might not get a lot of symptoms. And then other people will get a lot of symptoms because they didn't prepare themselves enough to open up the pathways. Uh, so the more that you support those drainage pathways, the less likely you are to get a lot of symptoms and feel you know, more normal as you're going through the process. Awesome. Um, well, what is your opinion about <clears throat> have you, I've, the new thing now, I, I've seen a lot of things about like bile builders and things to help you increase your bile. Um, like talk about that for just a second. Yeah. So your bile is extremely important. Um, the lack of movement of bile is a big issue throughout the body. So doing things like coffee enemas, uh, liver gallbladder flushes, castor oil packing, these are, you know, not supplements, but I mean, things. That and you recommend them? I'm a huge fan of coffee enemas. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Listen, I just, I have I have a coffee enema that I had bought a while back and I just have it like sitting in like it's just been sitting and I told Allie I said, "Let's do a giveaway because I literally like I talked to my husband and I was like, "Hey, do you want to give me a coffee enema?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> So, um, actually he said something else, but I won't say what that was on the air. Um, but, um, so I think I'm going to give away, I'm going to give away someone listening to the show. We're also do that on the Facebook post. I'm going to give away a coffee enema since you, um, say how great they are. So you really love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did one this morning. Um, I mean, it is such an important thing to do for your health to open up the liver bile duct, your liver actually produces more bile, uh, your liver increases glutathione to help you detoxify. It's really just another tool in the toolbox. So, um, but anything that helps to soften the bile, so there's something called TUDCA, T-U-D-C-A. It's an acronym, it stands for Torso Deoxycholic Acid. Uh, there's ox bile. We've got our kidney liver detox that really helps to you know, facilitate bile movement. Anything in that category is really beneficial because what we find in functional medicine is a lack of stomach acid and the lack of stomach acid, then you get bad digestion. Well, in the functional medicine side, the doctors are really focusing with, oh, take some betaine HCL. Oh, take some, you know, drink some apple cider vinegar 20 minutes before a meal to increase the bile or to increase the stomach acid, which I'm okay with that. But the question is, is why is there low stomach acid. Low stomach acid happens when there's a lack of bile movement. The bile is released to emulsify fat, but it's also there to 
neutralize the stomach acid. If you don't have enough bile, then the body immediately drops stomach acid because it doesn't want to burn the small intestine. So instead of just trying to increase stomach acid, we actually want to get to the source, which is really increasing the bile movement. And that can make a world of a difference as far as your health. So that's a great point because, you know, I have been taking, let me, let me just show you real quick. Um, I've been taking two things right when, when I eat. Um, one is this, it's called just organic digest. They're just chewable enzymes and I'm taking that. Um, I've kind of been mixing it up and I've been taking like this digestive enzyme. It's, it's so funny because after I eat a meal, like I literally have it in my purse all the time and I'm like, okay, who wants digestive enzymes, you know? And then here's the, um, Betaine HCL um, to increase the the stomach acid. So, what would be your would your suggestion be that do you like the idea of for a little while until you can kind of get to the root of the problem, taking taking that, and then in the meantime going ahead and ordering these supplements to get everything kind of cleaned out, clean out those parasites, and eventually getting to the point like, do you feel like taking that HCL could it at some point if you're continuing to take it would be detrimental at all like you know how you if you're giving your body something I don't think so um it's absolutely fine to take that you know especially when you're parasite cleansing so parasites eat the protein in your food and what we want to do with our bodies is break protein down into amino acids and then we use the amino acids to make neurotransmitters dopamine, serotonin, you know, these happy hormones and for us to feel normal mood wise. And so for somebody that's really kind of uh, in imbalance in that category, most likely you have parasites that are really stealing those uh, amino acids from you. So if you take enzymes while you eat, you're actually helping to break the protein down into amino acids. So your body can then use those as the building blocks and create neurotransmitters and the other things. And so what you're doing when you're taking enzymes is you're not feeding the parasites. So I'm a big fan of enzymes. I think they're great to take with meals. Um, but for, for your health, like you bought a coffee enema kit for a reason. Uh, and if you're taking digestive enzymes and you're taking B18 HCL, then the next step is we really want to support the liver bile duct, which coffee enemas are the best tool. And it can be uncomfortable just to think about, oh my gosh, coffee enema, like how am I going to do this? How's this going to work? Right. Once you do it, and and do you do you form. give them to yourself? Are you giving them to yourself? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing them to yourself. So I don't need my I don't need my husband's help. No. Oh no. 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 <laughs> um, I've actually got a whole program to teach you about coffee enemas. Not to shill something on here, but uh, I do have a whole program really teaching people about coffee enemas because it is a it is an uncomfortable topic. But there's so many levels that we can take it to. So for instance, like with my coffee enema, it's not just coffee and water. It is the coffee enema solution. I've got um, sea salt in there for electrolytes. I've got tangerine essential oil to help release the bile flow better. I've got some biomolecular oxygen, which if you want to really amplify your energy and your wakeness and your, you know, your uh, sharpness mind-wise, put some of that in there. Oh, I'm excited. I'm ready to go home and do a coffee enema right now. So, and uh, I also add molasses too. It helps to actually hold the coffee enema. So, I mean, when you hear about coffee enemas, you'll typically hear about the Gerson method and you're doing five of them a day, every day. Well, that's like cancer treatment. So we don't want 
So with coffee enemas, it can be just used as a health thing. So if you're struggling, you can do it two or three times a week. Uh, maintenance wise, you can do it once a week, once every other week, once a month, right? How often do you do it? Uh, typically about one to two times a week. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited. Okay. So with so many of our, our listeners, uh, struggle with thyroid and autoimmune issues, which I know that you talk about in your book, Five Steps to Restoring Health Protocol. Without giving too much away, what can you tell us about some of these steps to give us a little glimpse into it? Yeah, yeah. So that was the first book that I wrote and a a lot has been learned since. So I'll, I'll tell you the most updated understanding and this is kind of where I've I have a whole at-home Lyme disease program that's based off of like this, this protocol. But essentially the first step that we want to look at is detect. We want to understand what are the source or sources to my health issues. And then we also want to identify what are the major symptoms because the major symptoms, whether it's no energy, pain, fatigue, uh, can't sleep, um, you know, and, and the list goes on and on. So with your wife, what, with your wife, when you, when you said, what was her, what was her main symptoms where you were like, okay, something's majorly wrong. Well, she had anxiety for two years before she was pregnant with my daughter. And, and when I talk about anxiety, it was to the point where just thinking about flying an airplane would freak her out. So she stopped flying an airplane two years before she gave birth to my daughter. And then that went on two more years. So it was a total of four years where she had such severe anxiety about flying that she didn't travel. Uh, so everything was driving. Uh, but then it got to the point where as she healed, all of a sudden that that disappeared. And that's an important thing to know. If you're struggling with different symptoms, if you're struggling with different thoughts, it typically isn't who you are. It's what's happening internally that then's creating that. So anxiety was one of the biggest, biggest symptoms for her. So for instance, if somebody has a symptom of anxiety, we want to look at, okay, what in the natural realm can I do to minimize those symptoms as I'm moving upstream to fix the cause or causes. And when you're looking at what are the source or sources, you wanna look at parasites that we talked about. We wanna look at chronic infection, which I, I mean, technically you can combine parasites and chronic infection. I like to separate them though. But you've got in the chronic infection, you've got Lyme disease and bacteria. You've got um, viruses like Epstein-Barr. You've got retroviruses like HTLVs. Um, fungus you could throw in that category. You've got toxicity, that would be number three. So we've got parasites, chronic infection, toxicity. Toxicity would be heavy metals. It'd be pesticides. It'd be radiation. And then the fourth category that I see very commonly is mold. Mold in your home, workplace, school. And those things are typically some of the top source or sources of what's causing people's health issues. What is your thoughts on the getting your teeth? You know how a lot of the big rage right now is if you have any silver in your mouth to go ahead and remove those, would you, any mercury in your mouth? What, what's your opinion on that? Would you say, yes, go try to get them exchanged, you know, changed out right away? Um, you want to, you want to get them replaced. However, you want to make sure that you're strong enough health wise to handle that. And then there's, there's preparation. Like you want to support the drainage pathways that I was mentioning earlier. You want to make sure you find a dentist that can protect you as much as possible. Typically, what we'd call the, a biological dentist that'll use a dental dam, that'll use high pressure suction, give you fresh oxygen, because there's going to be exposure of the mercury. If you go to a conventional dentist that just drills and fills, you're going to get more sick and it's going to be more toxic than just if you left it in. 
So you want to go to somebody that can protect you. There is a website called IAOMT.org. So IAOMT.org, it stands for International Academy Oral Medicine and Toxicology. Um, that's a good reference. They have a bunch of practitioners on there. Is everybody 100% like amazing? Probably not, but it's a good place to start to see you know, who's local in your area. If you have a ton of dental work, there's clinics in, you know, Mexico where you can fly into San Diego, drive across the border to Tijuana that, you know, my sister, my sister-in-law went to, uh, that I send family to. So there's a lot of options out there, but it is important to look at the mouth. The mouth is such an important piece to the health journey, whether it's cavitations, infection, whether it's still having mercury in your mouth. I mean, to think like, hey, I'm going to get healthy, I'm going to detox, and yet you still have mercury in your mouth, you still have a source. So it's really important to get that out at some point. Hey guys, I'm so excited that my new book, Waste Away, The Chantel Rayway, is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and pretty much anywhere you can find books. But we also have the audiobook, the ebook, and my new recipe book that you can download all the recipes that I love that I make, and it's super cheap. It's all my favorites. Anyway, if you have a minute to write a review on Amazon, I would be ever grateful. All right, let's jump right into our questions. This is from Ashley in Greensboro. I moved into a new house about two months ago. Shortly after I moved in, I had a leak under the sink and a couple days later, I noticed a bunch of mold. I cleaned the mold really well with bleach water and aired it out, but I was really grossed out. I've noticed that since this happened about a month ago, me and my husband have both been feeling a little off. I wouldn't say that we are sick, but we're both tired all the time, slightly nauseous, just not fully ourselves. Do you think this could be related to the mold or is this all in my head? How can I test to determine what's going on and know for sure? Ashley in Greensboro. Yeah, so the worst thing that you can do to clean mold is bleach. Um, bleach is water-based. So what'll happen is when you wipe mold off with bleach, it'll clean the surface mold. However, mold has roots and deep roots and the water within the bleach will actually feed the mold deep and make the problem worse. So um, you always wanna avoid bleach when you're cleaning mold. That's definitely a, a no-no. Um, and then the other thing is when you're cleaning mold, you'll actually cause spores to go airborne and typically spread it throughout the house. So in order to clean mold, there's definitely a important process where you actually wall off the room, you create negative pressure to push air outside of, of that room outside of the house. So you're not spreading things throughout the house. Um, so there's definitely a lot of things to look at in the mold side of it. If you're struggling with health, that's probably a big piece to it. My wife had four crashes. The most recent one was my daughter um, and her birth, but the first three, three crashes, uh, which weren't quite as severe, but pretty significant, all had mold we know in, in the history of it. So mold's a big trigger for causing health issues. But remember, it's not just mold. Um, retroviruses, viruses, bacteria like Lyme disease will all surface typically when the immune is suppressed. Immune system is suppressed from mold and toxins will amplify things, you know, electromagnetic radiation or frequency, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth will amplify it. So yeah, it definitely sounds like that's a piece. Um, you can do home testing. You can do um, ERMI testing. It's good for species. It's not good for quantity. So there's a company called Mycometrics that you can look at for testing your house. Um, you can do body testing of mold. So there's a company called real time labs. And then there's another company called great plains labs that actually looks at, uh, mycotoxins within your body essentially. So you can test both of those things. Um, but just finding a skilled practitioner to kind of navigate the journey, uh, it sounds like would be important for you. 
Okay, this next one is from Christy in Arizona. I got really excited when I saw that Dr. Davidson is coming on the podcast because I checked out his website and saw that he talks a lot about Lyme disease. My son got a tick bite about two weeks ago, and I'm wondering if there's anything I can do to prevent Lyme disease from developing. When and how can I start testing to see if he has Lyme disease, and what are the signs I should be looking for? Great question. So you want to act as if. Um, the thing about ticks is all the attention is to Lyme disease, which is a bacteria, but ticks carry other bacteria. They carry viruses and they carry parasites. So even if that tick is technically negative of Lyme disease, it still can be a whole plethora of pathogens that you're getting or your son's getting from a tick. So it's very important to treat as if like, hey, he's, he's probably got Lyme disease and you want to act as if. Now acting as if, I would look at a homeopathic called Ledum Palestra. Um, you typically go to a health food store and they're sold like, they almost look like they're in chapstick kind of containers and they're like little BBs. You put it upside down and twist and take the BBs. Uh, I would have your son on Ledum Palestra right away. I would also look at some type of anti, um, like bacterial or almost like a natural antibiotic, Argentin 23. It's a hydrosol silver is amazing. And then I would also do other things to boost the immune system. So the, probably the worst thing to do is just sit and wait. The best thing to do is act as if like worst case, he's, he's going to have parasites, Lyme and viruses, then act as if and, and support his immune system to take care of that. Awesome. Patrice in Delaware. I loved your podcast with Dr. Eric Z about essential oils. I learned so much and I'm all about natural remedies. I struggle big time with rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. Some days I feel great and some days I can't even get out of bed. For the past five years, I've gone from doctor to doctor on every medication under the sun. I'm really concerned that these medications are doing my organs long-term damage. What are some things like essential oils, natural supplements, herbs you recommend to manage my cyst, my symptoms? I'm willing to try anything at this point. Patrice in Delaware. Yeah, so essential oils are great for managing symptoms. They're natural. Um, I'm a big fan of like no pharmaceutical drugs and looking at the natural route. So when you're looking at an autoimmune condition like rheumatoid arthritis, you want to rule out Lyme disease. Lyme disease mimics that very clearly. Uh, but with autoimmunity, there's always digestive and gut issues. So you want to, again, support the drainage pathway. You want to make sure the bowels are moving. You want to support the liver and bile duct, uh, like we talked about with coffee enemas and different herbs to get that process moving. You want to look at clearing out parasites. And here's really the key takeaway of why parasites need to be dealt with earlier is mold spores will live inside of parasites. Bacteria such as Lyme disease, viruses such as Epstein-Barr virus will live within parasites. Parasites are also sponges for heavy metals. So if you want to detox, if you want to kill pathogens off, if you like bacteria and viruses, if you want to clear mold out of your body, you have to kill parasites first for them to release them so then, then you can take care of them from there. And as you kill parasites, the debris of parasites, some of the debris will take heavy metals out with it that are stored in, within it. Others will release it. So it's important to take some binders uh, for heavy metals while you're parasite cleansing. But that's really the first step is parasite cleanse. Then you want to check, you want to look at your environment, make sure it's safe as far as mold and EMF. You want to detox heavy metals, and then you want to just support the immune system at the end to clean up, clear up any smaller pathogens. Um, and that's how you actually heal of an autoimmune condition and heal of 
something like rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, and then as far as symptom management, it's just really looking at what are the major symptoms and what type of tools are out there. Like I said, essential oils are amazing for symptom management, um, but you always want to think about removing the source or sources. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck on whatever that is to manage your symptoms forever until you get to the cause. Yeah. So, you know, the funny thing about Epstein-Barr virus, so I had gone to the doctor. I was so tired I could barely get out of bed. And I went to the doctor and I was like, you know, I have so much energy all the time, but you know, something's going on. And so they kept testing me and they're like, everything's good. Everything's good. And I was like, I'm telling you there's something wrong. Well, then I went back to the doctor a couple weeks later and then they look on my test and they said, it looks like you just got over the Epstein-Barr virus. There was something in my blood work that said, you didn't have it, but I, I mean, I had just been going and all the blood work never said I had Epstein-Barr next, never said I had Epstein-Barr. But then I had another test that said, well, it says that you just had, your body has just gotten over Epstein-Barr. And I was thinking, this is very strange because I just had been coming to you for weeks. You never said anything that my test showed I had Epstein-Barr, you know, for the last few weeks, you've been taking my blood. Now, all of a sudden it says... You just got over Epstein-Barr virus. Uh, what would you say to that? Yeah, it's probably most likely a piece to your health journey. So when you're testing Epstein-Barr, you can see is it acute or is it chronic? And they probably finally ran a test for Epstein-Barr and they probably noticed that it was in the chronic phase. And that's why they're like, oh, it looks like you've had it. We're not sure when, but with all these symptoms, you probably just got over it. And so they probably just made that assumption. Gotcha. All right, Grace in Lynchburg. I have not been feeling well for the past couple of months. I went to the doctor and had my blood work done and they said everything looks normal. I consulted with Dr. Google and found out my symptoms line up with adrenal fatigue. I can wake up after sleeping eight hours and feel exhausted. Besides that, I've gained 10 pounds over the last couple months without changing my diet. My back is sore when I'm not exerting myself and I've noticed that if I sit longer than a couple minutes, my feet fall asleep and get tingly. Do you think this could be a sign of adrenal fatigue or just a coincidence? Can you talk more about adrenal fatigue and how I can feel more like myself? It's so funny because everyone's like, I consulted Dr. Google, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, it's good and bad with technology because you can get down rabbit holes and then you can yes. also, there's a lot of fear things online as soon as you read something like, oh my gosh, I could have and it's you know, 0.001% yes. chance of having it. But of course, our mind always goes to the worst possible cause ever. So um, adrenal insufficiency is really what adrenal fatigue is. Adrenal insufficiency, there's always an upstream source. So there's mold, there's chronic infection, there's parasites, there's heavy metals. So if you're dealing with adrenal fatigue, there's clearly something that's stressing them out. And there's the emotional traumas. There's physical stressors as well, too. Um, there's also your lifestyle and the food you're putting in. So I, don't, I just don't want to say it's, oh, it's four things. That's it. There are multiple pieces. But the reason you're struggling with the adrenals is that there's an upstream source. So you can take things to help support your adrenals. But until you remove the source, you're going to be stuck on that forever. So whether it's desiccated adrenal, like a glandular, glandular or licorice root extract or an adaptogenic herb like rhodiola ashwagandha until you actually figure out why are my adrenals weak in the first place or why are they so stressed out um, 
Because the goal is not to take supplements forever. The goal is to eat good food and then supplement what you can't get in. And I always think of from a supplement standpoint, where are you at in your journey and focus on that phase, not, oh, I researched this is good for that, that's good for this, this is good for that. Next thing you know, you're on 40 different supplements and then you forget, yes. like, why am I taking this? You <laughs> want to think about what phase are you in. And I think that that's not good for your liver. I was at that point in one place because, you know, because I do all these podcasts, you know, this one says, well, this is good and this is good. So, you know, I start buying all these different things. And just like you said, at one point, I'm like taking, you know, 40 different pills a day, which is your liver can't can't handle that many different supplements. And I think you can get crazy with it. And you need someone like you to say, okay, let's really dial in. This is what's going on with you. Let's just, let's make a short list. Here's what you need to focus on right now. Yeah, yeah, you just end up wasting money. So um, it's, it's getting clear, clarity is what it's all about. Getting clear on where are you at? Who's the best person to help guide you? Get a coach. I mean, we all get coaches in sports. We should get coaches in finances. We should get coaches in relationships, good coaches in health. I mean, you know, that, that should be we're really where our culture is at, but we're not quite there yet. So get a coach to help guide you and figure out what's the most important thing to focus on now and then put your energy and resources there. And then as you're progressing, then your protocol is going to change based on where you're at. Good. All right, Carrie in Lexington. I have recently gone super hippie, as my husband calls me. I use all natural household cleaners, shampoo, conditioner, deodorant, skin products, you name it. The only things I haven't been able to ditch are hairspray and perfume. My hippie friends give me a bunch of guilt about both of these items, but I can't find natural alternatives to either that I really like. In your opinion, is this something I should be stressing out or is it not a big deal since 99% of everything else I do is so natural? Carrie in Lexington. That's awesome. So we're all on our own journey. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you think about health, uh, as it's different levels, kind of like a video game. You don't start a video game off at level 30. You start at level one. And mm -hmm. as you progress, you're building the skills to move on to the next level. So if you're at level 10 and let's say your husband's at level two, well, it's, it's no fair for you to judge him with where he's at at level two. And it's no fair for him to judge you where he's at from level two to level 10, because we have different perspectives. So we want to be, um, you want to have grace for each other, but as far as perfume and hair, uh, hairspray, perfume is definitely one of the most toxic things. Um, typical perfume will have anywhere between two to 300 chemicals within that one perfume. However, when you look at a bottle, it'll never have the ingredients on there because they're proprietary and they don't have to advertise it because it's their secret formula, but it's loaded with all kinds of chemicals. So if there's one thing to stay away from, perfume and cologne, absolutely get rid of those. A great alternative is essential oils, uh, mm. which somebody was mentioning earlier. Yeah, and my, my massage therapist actually came, you know, you can really get some really nice blends. Like, you know, you can kind of mixing this and mixing that and you can get some really nice blends. Cause you don't want to just like smell like citrus. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess you could, it's not a big deal. Like everyone likes that, but I'm saying you can, there's some people who really have some good blends that can make some nice smells. All right. This is Alex in Northern Virginia. 
If you asked me five years ago what autoimmune disease is, I would have no idea. I haven't even heard of the phrase. Now I can tell you at least five of my closest friends who are struggling with it in some way. Why do you think this is causing an epidemic to rise so fast? And if have people always been struggling with it and didn't know how to identify it and give it a name? Or what is the situation? Alex in Northern Virginia. We're at a tipping point where we're too stressed out mentally, physically, chemically, and it's, it's showing. Um, there's more toxins on the planet than ever. Chronic infection is raging. Our food supply is horrific. We have more food now than ever, but yet it has you know, less nutrients than ever. So we're hungry for, you know, we're starved for actual nutrients, but we're overfed. And in this whole culture that we're in is really created that we're, you know, jabbing ourselves with chemicals. We're surrounding ourselves with chemicals. And it gets to the point where we don't open our eyes typically until we hit rock bottom, right? That was really what happened with my wife is she had to hit rock bottom with my daughter in order for us to go deep with her that she had, she had Lyme disease when she was seven years old. She was in a coma for six weeks. And throughout her, her life from then on, she had health issues that would come and go. And she just was sick of being that guinea pig. And like, I don't want to be experimented on. And I'm, I just, I just want to get by. But it was when my daughter was born that forced us to dig deep. And so oftentimes with our own journeys, we have to hit rock bottom, like struggle with health before we realize, whoa, what am I doing? What have I been doing? Why am I doing this? And there's a big awakening happening on health because of that right now. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, that's why I believe that I've had to go through some of the health issues I've had to go through because because of that, this podcast was born because I was, you know, just wanting to learn more about my health. And then I decided, you know what? I want to create a podcast where people can get these answers and have great, you know, guests on the show explaining these things. And I know you have um, an autoimmune revelation uh, coming up on November 5th. What can our listeners expect from this event? Tell us about it. So, uh, Dr. Peter Osborne's hosting the summit and uh, I'm just a guest speaker on it. And um, I would imagine it's going to cover everything autoimmune. As far as my uh, individual talk, I really actually go into the deep rooted causes of why there's autoimmunity and, and why it's being triggered so much, especially in the chronic infection Lyme disease mm -hmm. side. So highly recommend to get signed up for the autoimmune revolution summit that Dr. Osborne's hosting. It's, you know, free to participate. Um, can't remember the dates on it, but it's definitely coming up soon. And I would imagine uh, it's going to just be great, great content. Well, this has been so amazing. I've really just enjoyed spending time with you and I am going to go on your site right now. We'll have it in your show notes and we'll have it on the screen. Go to his website, order. I'm going to order all of them and we're going to do a giveaway on one of those items and you have been just amazing. And thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Chantel. Yeah, um, the best place for resources, like, like you mentioned before, was drjdavidson.com. And then I don't think I mentioned the coffee enema thing. It's ultimatecoffeeenema.com if anybody's interested. Oh, good. Okay. And, but so they, so they, that's not on your site, your Dr. J. Davidson, or it's, it's something. No, yeah, that's not linked to it yet. So it's ultimatecoffeeenema.com. Oh, I love it. I'm going to, I'm writing that down one more time. Ultimate Coffee Enema. I am going to be doing that this week. 
and then you said yes and so you said that you have videos on there kind of explaining how to do it and tips and all of that as well right yep it's a whole course on understanding why how i mean i'm in the kitchen showing you how to efficiently make it i'm in the bathroom with clothes on but showing you how i set it up and oh my gosh i love it i'm so excited so maybe you could yeah Yeah. Okay. That's great. We're going to put that in the show notes as well. Thank you again. And everybody right now go to Ultimate Coffee Enema and everyone go get your coffee enema on this week. See you guys next time. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to chantelrayway.com slash coaching. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.